everybody, and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zuby, and tonight we're going to be talking about my opinions on what new players should do when getting into Magic the Gathering, and how I feel what new players should also do when playing the game for the first time, and really trying to understand the ins and outs of the game. So before we get into that, we got to do the, oh, I hear you already, the ads, yes, in order to keep the lights on in this house, I have to read these ads or else my kids and wife will go hungry if I don't. Not not really. Just kidding. Um, all right. This episode is featured on LegitMTG.com. LegitMTG.com not only has some really well-written articles, but also offers free shipping on all orders over $2 or more. Ever get tired of going to other sites and just have to buy some cheap singles and shipping costs more than what you're buying? No more. Any order over $2 or more has free shipping at LegitMTG.com. This week's episode is brought to you by Horizon Datasys, makers of Rollback RX. Do you ever wish you could take your PC back in time and restore to a pristine state? Rollback RX not only allows you to bring your machine back to, to, uh, to any point in time, but it's a great way to recover from a bad driver update, viruses, or even a botched installation. Horizon Datasys doesn't tend to discount their product often as they know it's going to save you hundreds of dollars in recovering your PC. But for listeners of Magic with Zuby, they provided us an exclusive discount. Visit https colon slash slash goo.gl slash capital D I capital B V A capital F for 25% off rollback RX. This week's podcast is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30 day free trial at audibletrial.com slash Zuby. That's Z U B Y. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, or Kindle or MP3 player. I kind of fucked that one up. Uh, so they usually want me to list a title of some books you can get. And the best title they give me in this copy is The Hobbit. You know, The Hobbit has always been my favorite Tolkien book. And if you know me personally, you know that I'm a giant fan of Tolkien. And I have read pretty much all of the written works of Tolkien. And The Hobbit has always been my favorite book. I can still recite like the first opening paragraph of the book. In a hole in the ground, there lived a hobbit. Not a nasty, dirty, wet hole filled with the ends of worms, nor a dry, bare, sandy hole with nothing in it to do or to sit on. It was a hobbit hole, and that means comfort. What does this have to do with the ad? Nothing. But if you go download Audible right now and do the trial with your code word Zuby and get a free 30-day trial, you can listen to the audiobook of The Hobbit, which is the best book ever written in, to man. Okay, Go download it now. Uh, to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash ZB. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash ZB for your free audiobook. Z-U-B-Y. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Gamefly.com. Sign up for a premium free 30-day trial specifically for my listeners at the following URL. Gameflyoffer.com slash Zuby. That's Z-U-B-Y. For you, the listeners of Magic with Zuby, Gamefly is offering a premium free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. So you know how last week I talked about Final Fantasy 15 and how freaking awesome it is with Gamefly? You can rent Final Fantasy 15 for as long as you want. Don't be a chump like me and spend $90 on the game when you can go to Gamefly and what? get the free 30 day trial, probably beat it in 30 days. I'm taking my sweet ass time with it and then go rent this game. Final fantasy 15, the best final fantasy that's been out in a long time 
and go rent it and beat it. Keep it as long as you want. And then, you know, sign up for the trial. Go to GameflyOffer.com slash Z-U-B-Y. Again, that's GameflyOffer.com slash Zuby for your three, th- for your three free 30 day trial. And the Magic with Zuby podcast can be found on the following places. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, MTGcast.com, and YouTube. I'm actually retiring my Magic with Zuby YouTube account. I'm in the process of doing it. And I'm going to be uploading all the Magic with Zuby podcast videos slash audios on my main YouTube account that I've had since 2005, which is youtube.com slash Zubatron, Z-U-B-A-T-R-O-N. I'm also going to be doing um, some pack openings, maybe do some other random magic videos and Pokemon videos, Uh, just a lot of random shit I may plan on doing there. So that's youtube.com slash Zubatron, Z-U-B-A-T-R-O-N. Um, if you wish to email Magic Wazubi with any questions, complaints, grievances, um, you can send it to the complaint department at mtgzubi at gmail.com. You can also send it to Facebook at facebook.com slash magicwazubi, as well as Twitter at magicwazubi. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio, and YouTube, and all that other stuff that you like and subscribe and rate and review and all that other stuff. Okay. All right. So let's get on with the show now. All right. So like I said, tonight's episode is about pretty much my opinions on what new players should be doing when they're getting into Magic the Gathering. And I, I've sort of I sort of wanted to bring this up because I'm starting to sort of feel that way. Not not so much in Magic the Gathering, but I'm starting to really look into Pokemon, the Pokemon trading card game. I do play the online game when I can. And I do already have some decks, uh, just like a, a dual deck and some theme decks in Pokemon. But I'm really start, starting to feel like I'm a, well, no, I'm definitely a new player in Pokemon. But it's sort of reminding me of the days of when I was brand new to Magic and had no idea what to buy and how to really step in. And just kind of made me contemplate and, you know, what? Let, let's talk about it. So... If you're really interested in getting into Magic the Gathering, uh, first thing that I see a lot of people say is, oh, so what are your plans and goals for the game? Like, do you just want to play competitively? Do you just want to play for fun? You know, before even thinking about playing for fun or competitive, you first need to learn how to play the game. First of all, Um, one of the best ways that a lot of people recommend is the free version of magic that's on steam and i think xbox one i don't think it's on ps4 uh, magic duels i completely lamb blasted that game last week and because to be honest it is a pretty terrible game for a seasoned magic player for someone who is brand new to magic has no idea how to play it does a really good job of teaching you the extreme basics of the game you know the very basics of how to attack what most of the keywords you'll come across come across mean, uh, you know, flying, trample, vigilance, uh, prowess, stuff like that, and how to attack with your creature, the different phases of the game. You know, it really holds your hand with it, and I think it does a good job for what it does. So that should be almost everybody's first step. But if you if you're not interested in video games and just want to play with the cards right away, hopefully you have a friend or 
spouse or someone, you know, with you that can help you play as well. Because as you know, magic is a multiplayer game, a two player game, multiplayer game, free for all. Um, so there are some good products that you and another person can buy to really help you at least play the game. If you're just interested in going straight in for the cards, uh, some of the products out there that aren't too bad, that are a really good starting off point are planeswalker decks, which used to be the intro decks. Uh, and by that, the intro decks were, were all right. Let me, let me rewind it back here. So, Magic releases expansions every couple months. I think every three months they release a new expansion. And with that expansion, what used to happen before the latest set Kaladesh was they would release five intro decks, very basic decks that are 60 card decks ready to go and play. And they come with two booster packs and they replace those with what they call planeswalker decks. They're essentially the same thing, but the cool card that you get is a cool planeswalker card in it. And so, you know, I would recommend right away you and a friend getting the two planeswalker decks, the Nissa and Chandra planeswalker deck. You know, those are really perfect to start off with. Those are even standard legal decks. If you wanted to go and play F and M that night, which I don't recommend doing at all. No, 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 not yet. Not until you learn the rules and all that. Uh, another good, Another good thing that is good to buy are dual decks. Dual decks are, they come out twice a year, uh, one in the beginning of the year. And uh, yeah, I think one in the beginning, like in February, March, and then the other in like August, September, something like that. And those decks are made to play against each other. Uh, what's usually sucks about them is one deck does tend to be, stronger than the other sometimes but not all the times um those are those are really good decks to really learn as well that's actually what i got the first the first pokemon decks i got were the keldeo and rayquaza dual decks and my kid well my youngest and i enjoy playing them every once in a while and that really helped me learn how to play pokemon in which that will definitely help you play magic because what comes with the deck, I think this even comes with the Planeswalker deck as well. It comes with a little, you know, handy pocket guide on how to play magic. It goes over all the phases, um, you know, how to attack, how to tap for land, you know, how to play spells and what each spell, you know, what instant sorcery enchantment means, what flash means, stuff like that. Uh, the other thing, the other product they have that has pre-constructed decks are commander precons, which, you know, precon stands for pre-constructed a uh, commander. I mean, you're more than welcome to jump into that right away. If you're a new player, the one thing with commander though, is that format can be a little tough for new players because it's a 100 card singleton format where you can only have one of each card, not counting basic lands. And it's a 100 card deck. And games can not only last a long time, they can also get pretty confusing too, especially depending on the type of commander you're playing. Um, board states, and what I mean by that, the the state of the game can get pretty crazy, having to remember multiple triggers and upkeeps and all these different effects may not be the best thing for a new player. I mean, 
that you're more than welcome to go and try it. Definitely. But, you know, I, I caution anyone who is brand new and wants to get into commander. It's probably better to at least learn the game first because getting into commander is a little bit tougher, a little bit more advanced. Um, the last but not least product that you can also buy and this is, I think, is only available online and at big box stores such as Walmart and Target are the Deck Builders Toolkits. Uh, the Deck Builders Toolkits essentially come with a predetermined amount of cards. I think they come with, oh, like maybe 200 cards, a bunch of basic lands and a bunch of just commons, uncommons and some rare cards from the current standard pool. And they come with four booster packs as well from the current standard. Uh, these are a little bit more advanced for newer players th in the fact that they don't come with a deck right away that you can just play. Um, as the name implies, it's sort of a product that you would buy to build your own deck. Um, you can build maybe about two to three decks out of it may, may definitely two decks three might be pushing it a little bit um but it's definitely i i definitely recommend it for new players who are also wanting to experiment with deck building as well because that's probably one of the funnest parts about any kind of card game uh Yu-Gi-Oh, pokemon matt especially magic is building decks and you know, the only way to get better at deck building is to, you know, rinse and repeat, try and try again. Um, and just really learning and understanding, you know, mana curve and, you know, threats and wind conditions and all that sort of stuff. Deck builder set is a good stepping stone into your deck building career. Should you choose that path? Uh, one of the things I did recently was I bought a Kaladesh deck builders toolkit just to give myself the challenge of could I build a decent uh, standard deck out of the cards that are given to you? Um, short answer, no, you can't build a standard de a decent standard deck, but you can build a at least a somewhat decent deck that, you know, may win a game off someone, maybe, I doubt it. But um, if you're in an area where highly competitive, no, not really. Um, so my quote unquote card pool that I got, I, I was sort of looking at it as a sealed pool and, but instead of a 40 card deck, I chose up to 60. So the deck that I came up with and built, I'm just going to read the names off real quick. Uh, prophetic prism, Aegis angel, aerial responder two Avery mechanics, borderland marauder, chief of the foundry, Depala pilot exemplar. Eager Construct, Filigree Familiar, Foundry Inspector, Herald of the Fair, Insolent Neonit, Neonate, Ninth Bridge Patrol, Propeller Pioneer, Two Reckless Fire Re Weaver, Sanguinary Mage, Sarah Angel, Shivan Dragon, Weldfast Monitor, Griff Spoon, Senseless Rage, Two Fiery Temper, Two Galvanic Bombardment, Two Impeccable Timing, Two Inspired Charge, One Welding Sparks, 11 Mountain, 11 Plains, 2 Stone Quarry, 1 Nahiri the Harbinger, that came from one of the booster packs, uh, my Planeswalker, 1 Incendiary Flow, and 1 Iron Rites Cleansing. As you can tell, it's not that great of a deck at all. It's I built it to try to be an aggro deck, uh, 
you know, minus the Sarah, Shivan, and Agus Angel. Those are just the quote unquote bombs. Um, and then some burn and some, at least some protection to kill off some stuff. And that was just a little deck that I built. I mean, not great at all, but you know, it, at least it sort of gives you the example of, yes, it can be done that you can build a deck out of the deck builders toolkit. Uh, I recommend the deck builders toolkit for new players of the game, uh, not recommended for anybody that's experienced or advanced in the game. It's a good way to learn how to build some decks. Definitely. Like I said, two decks you can definitely do. You and a friend can play two different decks. Uh, the one thing I did when I was trying to build a deck with the toolkit was I separated all the cards I got by color and then just sort of chose two colors and it will look through all the colors and then chose two colors that I thought would have meshed the best and built a deck that way. So what you could do, you and a friend could, you know, separate it, take the toolkit, separate it by colors and at least, you know, you take two colors and your friend takes two colors and you try to build a deck out of that. I mean, it, it could work, you know, um, it gives a really good start to a collection of magic cards, especially if you're starting from nothing. Like I said, it gives, you probably will end up with over 200 cards at first and you know, 200 cards sounds a lot, but it's not, not at all. <laughs> You'll quickly learn that if you get addicted to magic, um, like I said, you can build two to three decks for you and another friend to play. It's, out of all the beginner products, I think I like the deck builders toolkit the most. Um, like I said, it, it may be the quote unquote most advanced product out of all the beginner products because you know, it, you have to build the deck instead of, you know, having the pre-constructed deck built for you. Um, and it sort of gives you an insight into deck building and you can add your own taste and flavor to it as well. So what products should you not buy right away if you're a brand new player? Uh, these three products I would not recommend buying right away. Not saying do not buy them at all. By all means, buy them if you want to. But I don't recommend, especially for brand new players, uh, stay away from booster packs at first. Uh, everybody loves to say, oh, just buy singles. Buy singles of what you need. Well, when you're new, you have no idea what single cards are good or anything like that. Um but at least, you know, with a booster pack, you have a chance of getting a good card. But he said, don't buy it right away. It's basically a lottery ticket. And it's if you're brand new, if you, say you're brand new, walk in, get 10 booster packs. Um, you're not going to really get anything out of it in terms of just a bunch of cards that you kind of really don't have anything to do with uh, the Planeswalker decks. If you want booster packs, I'd get, you know, the both Planeswalker decks that come pre-constructed plus they come with two booster packs where you can, you know, hopefully maybe you'll pull some cards that you can add to the planeswalker decks. Uh, the deck builders toolkit comes with four booster packs as well that you could, that helps supplement you with building a deck and your deck builders toolkit. Um, that also goes along with not buying any fat packs or bundles. Uh, the best thing with bundles is they give you a good box for storage and they do give you a land pack and they do give you dice, but it gives you what is it? 10 booster packs now, which it's not a bad deal. It's depending on what store you go to. If you go buy it at Walmart or target, it's over 40 bucks. But if you go to a local game store, 
I've seen most of them at least sell bundles for $35. So $35 for 10 booster packs. That's not bad at all. But if you're brand new and you just get a bundle or fat pack, it's not going to really do much for you except give you a fancy box for storing your cards for the time being. Um, and then last but not least, I would not recommend buying a booster box at all. What a booster box is, a booster box is a product that holds 36 booster packs. Um, they usually round anywhere up, depending on where you are, depending on what location. I've seen them sell for as cheap as $85 all the way up to like $120 for a booster box. Uh, not a good product for a new person. Um, a lot of people... We'll just say never buy a booster box period. I enjoy getting at least maybe two booster boxes per set. Uh, and I usually do that just to make sure I have a decent amount of commons, uncommons, you know, some of the rares and mythics that will come out in the set. So that way when the meta cha changes or shifts, I should at least have at least the commons and uncommons that I need, hopefully out of two booster boxes. Most of the time, no, I still may have to buy some singles, but you know, it's, it really depends. You know, you get lucky. Um, but Booster Box is not a product I recommend for new players at all. So just to reiterate again, do not buy booster packs, do not buy bundles, and do not buy booster boxes if you're brand new. Now, should you ever buy them? A lot of people will tell you no. You should only buy booster packs if you're going to draft or you should only buy bundles or booster boxes if you're going to draft with friends. Well, you know what? I say screw that. Buying a booster pack is really fun because it's like a lottery ticket. I don't know how many times where I've pulled I've pulled a booster pack and I've got like a $40 card. Um, there are times like every time I get a booster box, I at least have my wife open one or two packs because she'll always open the really good pack that has the really good mythic rare or, you know, expedition land or something. And she'll just be like, is that good? I'm like, hell yeah, that's good. You just pulled a $50 card. Damn woman. Um, no, but it's, I personally enjoy, like, I love buying booster packs. I at least try to buy at least one when I go to F and M. If I, you know, if I win any store credit, if there's not a single I really need. I'll just buy booster packs at a store credit that I win at FNM because I enjoy, I enjoy ripping them open. Um, like I said, there's too many people out there that just say like, Oh no, no, you should never buy packs. You know, it's bad. It's bad. EV, you know, estimated value. like, you know, screw that. You know, you only live once, you know, YOLO. Yeah, whatever. But it's, it's fun. It's fun to do because it's that feeling of, you never know what you're going to get. I do not recommend buying booster packs in hopes of pulling the card that you need because if there's a card that you really need you are better off buying the single booster packs are really fun to open for drafting sealed or if you want that lottery ticket experience um, same goes for fat packs and booster boxes as well so what about some common mistakes that new players may make while they're playing, uh, whether it's playing against friends or playing against at a tournament, they decide to say, Hey, I'm just going to go straight to draft or standard. You're like, and you're braver than I am. But some common mistakes they may make are one being afraid to ask questions about cards, interactions, or rules. Do not be afraid. Um, 
especially if you're playing at an F and M or against a friend, you know, don't be afraid to be like, Hey, you know, I don't understand why, you know, when I block with my, when you attack me with your two, two, when I block with my one, two, why does my one, two die? But the two, two still lives, you know? Um, one of the things that when I was getting back into magic and my wife and I were playing a lot, um, just each other. And like I said, I have played before back in Urza's and then I stopped and came back again for, uh, what was it? Ravnica and Kamigawa. Um, you know, I played, but when I really got back into it with my wife and I, uh, I started playing again, you know, in M13 and building decks and just building casual stuff. The one thing that I was really trying to understand was the rules, you know, cause I knew the basic rules of magic, but there were a lot of times my wife and I would play and we would just do something or read a card and not understand it at all. And we'd just be like, wait a minute, hold on, let's Google this. All right. Or, you know, let, let's ask someone online or, you know, ask one of my buddies if he knows what's going on. And, you know, it's just a really good way of learning how certain cards and rules work together. Uh, when you're at an FNM, don't be afraid to ask your opponent because FNM is very casual. I mean, it really depends on who you're playing. If you're FNM, if your opponent is really one of those FNM heroes where they take it really seriously, don't be afraid to be like, hey, man, you know, I don't understand this interaction here. Do you mind if we get a judge rule on this? or, you know, TO rule, just so I understand what's going on, you know, just, just be really forthright and coming and say, Hey, listen, man, I don't understand what's going on with this. Okay. And, you know, just d don't be afraid. Don't be shy because you're only making it worse for you and making it worse for your opponent as well. Uh, one of the other things that I see a lot of new players make is not reading the card. Heck, this is still a mistake that I make where I sometimes don't understand a certain mechanic and I have, I may have to read the card over again. Uh, just recently I didn't understand crew, uh, when Kaladesh came out, I thought when it said crew one or crew two, you had to tap that many creatures in order to crew it. I mean, to me that made sense, right? You know, you got smugglers copter, it's crew one. Like, okay. Yeah. It's a small helicopter. And you got to tap one person to crew it. Oh, but you got something like the Skyship Sovereign Capital Flag Mythic card, the 6-5 artifact flying ship. It said crew five. I'm like, and I'm just thinking, okay, that makes sense. You know, it takes five people to crew it, you know? No, but if you read it, it's crew five. No, excuse me. Crew five or crew one just means the creature... The, it has to equal that creature's power or, or you know what I mean? Um, hold on. Let me look up the official ruling. Cause I just completely bastardized that. I'm just pulling up a card, uh, crew one smugglers copter tap any number of creatures you control with total power one or more. This vehicle becomes an artifact creature until end of turn. So me, I didn't read the card correctly. When I first saw crew, I just saw crew one and tap any number of creatures you control. And I thought, Oh, okay. I didn't read the whole thing. At crew one. You just tap one creature to crew it. That makes sense. So when I saw like crew five on sky sovereign, right? It's sky. Is it sky sovereign pulling it up now? 
or crew three, I'm sorry, crew three, you know, oh, so you need three creatures to control it. When you think about it, it kind of makes sense that you would need three creatures to control that giant ship. I mean, come on, you look at the artwork, that ship is obviously giant. It's not going to take one creature to crew that. I mean, really, honestly, uh, but whatever, that's just, that's beside the point. But, um, but yeah, that's one mistake that new players make a lot is just not reading the card, you know, read the card, then read it again. And then when you're sure you understand it, read the card again. Um, another thing that I see a lot of mistakes new players make is not understanding how to play an instant. And I don't mean knowing the exact nuance of when to play an instant, you know, like when to play a counter spell, when to play a lightning bolt, stuff like that. It's, I see a lot of the times a new players not even understanding you can play an instant on your opponent's turn. And a lot of that might be come down to if they're used to playing Pokemon or if they're used to playing Hearthstone, there's no interaction on your opponent's turn at all. It's all when it's your turn, it's your turn. And magic, it being around a lot longer, they it used to be called interrupts or no instance. You could play at any time, but then you would interrupt the instant. You know, I think counterspell used to be an interrupt, actually, if I remember correctly. Maybe. I don't know. I can't remember. But I'm, I'm getting off track again. But um, that's one of the things I noticed that new players do not play instants on your opponent's turn. And they can be played. Uh, one of the things I noticed a lot that when I started playing draft or started playing a little bit of standard, I never used to do this when I would play before I went to game stores was my opponents would play instance at the end of my turn. So say they have a draw spell or something and it's an instant draw spell. They would play that at the end of my turn so they can draw extra cards. You know, at the time I was, it sort of blew my mind like, oh, I didn't think you could do that because I didn't. I thought you always had to play instance during, you know, the main phase, the combat phase or the second main phase. I didn't know you could do it during the untap, upkeep, draw and end step phases. I always thought, you know, that you can't do anything during those phases. But that's one thing new players should learn quickly is learning to play instance on your opponent's turn. And you can play them in the beginning of their steps and at the end step as well. So, you know how I said um, near the beginning of this when you're a new player and you shouldn't really worry about maybe playing FNM or standard or commander and just really focus on just learning how to play. So when you get into wanting to play at game stores or maybe play with other people. One thing that as a new player, you should really learn is understanding what format you are playing. One of the great things about magic is there are a lot of formats. Um, there's commander, which is 100 card singleton. There's draft, which is you build a deck on the fly. Same with sealed. Um, I mean, they're both different in their own ways, but then there's also, you know, standard modern, vintage legacy casual uh tiny leaders there's now frontier there's um arc enemy what is it Ar arc enemy or arc nemesis arch nemesis uh there's wacky draft there's 
Oh man, there's the the um oh what's the thing that just came out the planes, the planes anthology. Um, I know I could easily Google it right now, but oh man, the you have different planes and they do have you do different stuff. There's just a lot of different ways to play magic, and that's one of the best things about this game. Really, is it's been around for a long time and it's evolved and. I mean, oh, there's 9394 magic, which is you can only play cards that were printed in 1993 to 1994. Um, so when you're going to a game store, the most popular format that is played at most game stores is standard, which is the latest sets that have been out the past two years. So right now, if you were to play standard right now, as of this recording, it would be the expansions battle for Zendikar, Oath of the Gatewatch, Shadows over Innistrad, Eldritch Moon, and Kaladesh. So, you know, and if you're playing with friends or they want to play Commander, do not bring your 60-card deck to it. It's a 100-card singleton format. Um, so, like I said, that's another thing, is understand which format you're playing uh, the, I know the main magic website has a really good explanation of them all. MTG salvation has a really good explanation of all the formats. And last but not least, one of the things that uh, new players should really understand are all the phases of a turn that can be a little bit tricky because um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of phases to the turn. There's the untap upkeep draw step at the very beginning. You always do that untap untap all your permanents upkeep if to see if there's any triggers on the upkeep like cumulative cum, cumulative i can say this word cumulative upkeep such as reality twist one of my favorite cards uh that that's an old old um old uh geez i came out what ice age but now there's not too many upkeep uh, triggers now especially in standard i mean there are there are there but it's just not not all the time but and then there's your draw step and then in your first main phase that's when you can play a land uh tap your land for mana to play a spell uh play any instants or sorceries uh then you go to your combat step and understand you cannot play sorceries enchantments uh you know artifacts or planeswalkers during that step unless you have a card stating you can or unless the card has flash i mean there's there's all different kinds of caveats to when you can play when you can and can't play a card uh, then after combat we'll come to your second main phase which you can play any lands or spells you know if you've already played a land in your first main phase you cannot play a land in your second main phase unless you have a card stating you can and then and then you go to your end step and then your cleanup phase if you have more than seven cards. So just what I like to do, I mean, I still even do this sometimes when I'm feeling particularly, you know, I guess spacey, I guess is right word where, you know, I'll even mumble to myself, you know, like, okay, untap, upkeep, draw, first main phase, yada, 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 do whatever. All right. Beginning of combat, declare attackers, declare blockers damage step and combat and then second main phase and then end step you know i i just repeat it to myself just to remember and 
you know, especially if I'm going up against someone who I'll make sure I teach them, especially the combat part, because what they like to do is like, okay, go to combat attack. Uh, you take 11, like, whoa, whoa, whoa there, cowboy. Let's simmer down simmer done. Okay. And just tell them like, well, no, first let's, let's go to the beginning of combat. You declare attackers. All right. Do I have any responses? Nope. Okay. Go to blocks. I block. Do you have any responses? Nope. Okay. I don't have any either. And then they go to damage step. Damage is done. Boom. Then end of combat. And then we go to the second main phase. Uh, too many new players just go straight into it and just be like, okay, yeah. It's like, you know, it's like, okay, yeah. It's like a timing thing or something. It's like, no, it's not really like that. And just understand that there's each phase and step to a turn. And once you learn that, you will be better off and you will learn a lot more um, of how to play and when to play certain cards, too, uh, when you understand all the phases of a turn. So just to reiterate uh, the five things that new players, I guess, mistakes that new players make are not asking questions about cards, interactions or rules not reading the card. So you read the card and then you read it again. Uh, Knowing that instance can be played on your opponent's turn, uh, understanding what format you are playing and understanding all the phases of a turn. So that is my little spiel on, you know, new players getting into magic. And I think that's all about, I have to say about that. So I just want to thank you for listening. Um, If you really enjoyed what I had to say, you can like and subscribe to my YouTube. uh, Send me an email at mtgzubi at gmail.com. You can be, you know, don't be shy about rating and reviewing my podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. I've got some, hopefully I've got some stuff in the works here with Magic Azubi lined up. You know, as far as expanding uh, the podcast. So be tuned, be sure to stay tuned for that. Um, I'm trying to line up some guests right now. It's the guests that I'm interested in getting. We're kind of in different time zones right now. So logistics is a little bit hard right now. And I've also got some local guests that I want to get on. But as I said, especially with holidays coming up, um, I've been super busy with work and I mean, you'd think it would be slowing down, but it's like everybody wants to get these last minute projects in and with holidays coming up, it's especially on weekends. I just, I'm just not having that much time and, but you know, we do what we can. And like I said, hopefully, especially starting next year, hopefully, um, we're going to be getting in some cool guests coming in for you guys to sit down and chat with. So just stay tuned. I may have a couple more solo episodes, which I enjoy doing the solo episodes. I don't know about you guys. Maybe you guys don't find it as entertaining, but I, I enjoy it. I love it because it's, I can just get it in and get it done. I don't have to wait for anybody. Not that I don't like having guests. I like having guests cause we just shoot the shit, but um, no. And like I said, stay tuned. We got some stuff coming up. Got some, Hopefully some guests lined up. It's, I don't want to say who and cause you know, it's cause if I say who it is and then they back out on me, well shit, that would suck. <laughs> you know, it's sort of like I lied to you guys, but I'm um, anyways. 
So thank you again for listening and have a great night, everybody.